turn to Proverbs chapter 25, verse 27. And as you turn to Proverbs chapter 25, verse 27, and you're going to enjoy your bit of honey there, as you do so, if you could please turn to Proverbs chapter 25, verse 27, and uh, once you get there, and I'll give you a second, because you're probably throwing honey in your mouth, in your mouth there. <laughs> no, Proverbs 20. What's that? Did, did everybody get the honey that would like some? It, no, wait, you just wait. I'm going to take the rest. No, I'm kidding. I'll give some to the kids afterwards. See, give some to the kids. Okay, so Proverbs chapter 25, verse 27. And once you look that up, if you could please stand, or stand to honor the reading of God's word, that, of course, would be appreciated. It's what we do to show a little bit of honor. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 27 says, It is not good to eat much honey, so for men to search their own glory is not glory. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seated. So it's not good to eat too much honey, and yet the pastor hands you out honey. So anyway, when I was a child, when I was a kid, believe it or not, that was the time, I think it was 1974 or 75, they, they brought out the entire movie, of uh, the cartoon movie of Winnie the Pooh. Now, believe it or not, Disney, and he was wise in this sense, uh, back then, he was, not so much his company now, but back then, they uh, they brought out bits and pieces. You could say a bit of honey. They brought bits and pieces of his cartoon, uh, Winnie the Pooh, and the reason was because it was uh, English, and uh, he was afraid that the young people wouldn't understand uh, the stories of Winnie the Pooh. So he brought out bits and pieces, uh, you know, like little shorts, you would call it, before movies, and he thought they, they just wouldn't understand that kind of uh, uh, understanding of the stories. So he brought out bits and pieces, and before he, he was even dead. And then, in, in 1973, 74, whatever it was, they brought out the full movie, the whole story of Winnie the Pooh, the whole thing. And that was, so when I was born, Winnie the Pooh was a big deal. I mean, they had the books of it, they had everything about it. I remember, I loved the movie. In fact, so much so, I still watch it to this day. I love that movie. In fact, I watched it this week a couple of times, you know, knowing what I was going to be preaching. I love that movie. I love all the songs, you know, being a... A uh, little rain cloud. I love all that. I, I really love have lumps and woozles. I love all of it. You know, you're like, oh, of course you do. Look at you. Yes, I do. I even got a a, a, a tie, shock of a shock, got a tie to go along with the story. It has him get into his honey pot. He misspells honey, H-U-N-N-Y. He loves honey. You know how he loves honey. We'll talk about that. I was a big, big fan, a huge fan of Winnie the Pooh. But when I was a little boy, what I used to do a lot of times when my mom would get uh, groceries and all, and this is going to shock you, me being the size that I am, uh, we'd get groceries, and I'd hide under the cabinet and eat goodies. I'd rather be peanut butter or cereal and stuff. But one of the goodies that I would do is I'd hide under the cabinet while my mom would be cooking and such, and I would eat honey. She had, You remember those little uh, bear, those bear? They got one now of Winnie the Pooh. But I used to have a, I'd take them. I'd eat all the honey I could. I guess you could say I was inspired by Winnie the Pooh. But I'd eat all the honey that I could. I loved it. Here's the problem. I ate so much honey one time that I made myself physically ill eating honey. I, it made me sick. So sick, in fact, uh, I made myself so sick. For years, I hated honey. 
Because when you eat too much of something, it makes it sour, make, makes it uh, sour, completely sour, sick to the stomach of something. It made me completely sick of honey. I hated honey for years. I hated honey. You say, oh, that's so, how could you hate honey? Well, I did. For a long time, I hated honey. In fact, the only way I could eat honey is if it was cooked into something like, you know, honey nut Cheerios or something like that. You know, something that's naturally wonderful. Uh, but anyway, the fact of the matter is, I hated honey for a long time because I made myself sick on it. That's, that's what happened to me. Uh, but be, uh, because I was like Winnie the Pooh, I was full of gluttony. I made myself sick on it. That's, that's what I did to myself. Now I like it again, but within little bits and pieces, little bits of honey, you could say. I like a little bit of it. So the title of today's sermon is Sweet and Sour Living. Sweet and Sour Living. Now, like Winnie the Pooh, uh, I, I love that little honey pot. You know how he did. And one time he ate so much he got stuck in that little rabbit hole. You remember how he did that? Got stuck in the rabbit's hole when he's trying to get out of the house. He got stuck in there because uh, he ate over ate the honey. In fact, there's a verse that kind of goes with this, which is Proverbs 24, verse 13. It says, "My son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb that is sweet to your taste." But that's not the only verse that goes with that. That's Proverbs 24, verse 13. We're going to read the rest of that later on that goes with it. You'll see. But so many people eat or overeat what they love so very, very much. They just they, they love something and they'll eat it, eat it, eat it. And I'm not talking about literally eating. Okay, we got that too. We see that we're in a nation where people are overeating, overeating, overeating. We see so many big people. This is coming from you, Pastor. Yes, I could talk to you about this because I know. People overeat all the time. They have a sweet tooth for something until they have a sour stomach. They make themselves sick on something. It happens all the time. This is what we're talking about with sour living. With sour living, and we're talking also spiritually. Not just in the physical sense, but also in the mental sense. And in a spiritual sense, people get sick on something. It happens all the time. They live on things that are not good for them, but it feels good, at least for a time. It feels good. Proverbs 25, 16. There's a lot of Proverbs in this and in Psalm, because there's a lot of talking about honey and other things, as you'll see. It says in Proverbs 25, 16, have you found honey? Listen to what it says. Eat only as much as is sufficient for you, lest you be filled with it and vomit it. Now, think about that. Listen to what the Lord says. He, said, he knows that too much of something can make you sick. A lot of people do this. They find something in the world, that even that God has made. If you overeat on it, if you overtake of it, overtake it in, it make you sick on it. For instance, we see nowadays God... He, I'm sorry I'm going to take this into this position, but it's true. God made sex. He made sex for, for a husband and a wife. Not just for a man. Not just for a woman. We know that people take it in the other directions that God didn't make it for, incidentally. And we see people take it and they get themselves sick on it because what do they do? They take it into their own way, their own understanding, and they, they overdo on it. They, they overtake it and make so sick on it. Why do they do that? Because they think it feels good. Okay, we know it does. God made it that way, but he made it for a husband or wife to do such a thing. And what do they do that makes so sick on these things? Even in spiritual matters, people make so sick on it because they, they digest things that they want, what they think feels good, not the way they should. They over-digest on it, and they vomit it up. This is what happens. Proverbs 23, verse 1 through 3, it says, When you sit and eat with a ruler, talking about a king or whatnot, of course, it's talking about them, but listen to what it says. When you sit to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite 
I can understand that. Listen to what it says. Be not desirous of his diligence, uh, uh, delicacies, for they are deceptive food. How many times people give in to deceptive food? I mean, by the way, I learned the hard way, just because it says diet on a food doesn't mean it's good for you to diet. Because then if you look real close on the side, it's going to say, given two inches, it's a certain amount of calories. It doesn't mean it is. In this world, just because it, say, just because it might say it's of God, doesn't mean it is of God. If you don't know the word, and if you haven't studied the word, and you don't know the Lord God personally, someone may say, this is for you if you love the Lord God. Folks, you better know the Lord God very well and hear and feel the spirit, because just because someone says they're of God doesn't mean they are. Amen? Amen. There might be a lot of people out there trying to give you spiritual food, but just because it says it's of God doesn't mean it is. There's a lot of people who come, it's almost an antichrist spirit. Because just because it says it's for you to follow Jesus doesn't mean it is. It might give you the wrong food to feed upon. You better know what you're doing. You better know who you're following. You know, I have found that too much of the things that please us outside of pleasing God won't be pleasing, but displeasing if you please. I know that's a riddle, but it's true. The sweet tooth of desire can cause a sour stomach. When we listen to the flesh, rather than spirit. It's true. It's true. We often have sweet tooth for things that aren't of the Lord of God at all. But we got to listen to the spirit. We got to listen to the Holy Spirit, not to the flesh. Proverbs 27, 7 takes care of this. It says, a full soul, now not fool, full, F-U-L-L, -L, a full soul loathes a honeycomb. Now, I, I understand this. If you ever been, uh, had plenty to eat, and you go to eat something sweet and it makes you sick to your stomach. Okay, so this is what it says. It says, a full soul loathed a honeycomb. But the hungry soul, but the but to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Now, what that means is there's a lot of people out there who want to eat on things, and they might eat something that's bad for them, but they think it's sweet. They think it's good. They don't know any better. How many people out there are taking up things, digesting things that are bad for them, but they think it's good? Folks, we're not to be that way. We Christians should know better. We should know what is sweet and what is good and what is holy and what is great for us. I like what 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, and, and I want you to write this down. It's very important. 1 Corinthians 10.31, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Every bit of it. Now, we're going to change goals here. We're going to change rhythm here. We're going to change what we're doing here. As a Christian, as a Christian, here's what we get to all the sweetness, okay? We need to go to sweet times in our life, sweet times. As a Christian, we need to be on the sweet times with the Lord God, sweet times. Oh, we know there's sour times we could go to, things of the world, but we need to go to the sweet times with the Lord God. I know the flesh a lot of times likes to take us to things that may appear sweet, but they're not. We know that if we want sweet times, we need to have sweet times with the Lord God Almighty. Sweet times with the Lord God and with the Christian family. Talking about our brothers and sisters in Christ. We know where to, where to come and spend time with the Lord. You know, it's amazing. When COVID came. Oh, COVID. I don't know about the rest of y'all. It's going to sound horrible. But if I could go the rest of my life without hearing that name, COVID. I'd be one happy customer. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord God. It's over. 
it, to quote an old singer like, it's over, it's over. Thank you, Roy. The thing is, I, I like that it's over, and it is over. Amen. But I want to, to, to focus on the sweet things of the Lord God Almighty. I'm focusing on the sweet things of Jesus. But people, a lot of times, they, they, we know that when we got to come together after COVID, a lot of people couldn't get together with the sweetness of their family of Christ. We had to stay home. But when you got to come back together to the to the church, and by the way, do you know there were some people saying I was wrong for allowing a church to stay open? There were some people who were saying, you shouldn't be able to do that. Don't you know you're making people sick? Well, folks, we wore masks. We wore masks and other things. But I am glad we got to come together with the family of God. There's a sweetness of being with your family. There's a sweetness of the Holy Spirit. There's a sweetness that you get to have when you're together with the Holy Spirit, with your brothers and sisters of Christ. There's a sweetness that you feel even when you're ill. I'm not talking about endangering other people. But I'm talking about when you're feeling hard, going through hard times, when you're going through difficulties. There's a sweetness knowing you're not alone. Amen? Amen. There's a sweetness. These sweet times going together, and you're never alone because you get to be together with the Lord God. It says in Psalm 55, verse 14, we took pleasant counsel together and walked to the house of God in good company. Amen. We're never alone. We're at the Lord. You know, there's many times I come here and I'm all by myself, physically speaking, but I'm not alone. I feel in some ways much better. Oh, I'm not telling you don't come in here. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I feel so good being in here. Okay, so I'm in my office or I'm right here. Sometimes I'm sitting here praying. I can feel the counsel of the Lord God. I can feel God with me. I praise the Lord. You wouldn't believe what your pastor's doing. I'm praying. I'm praising. I'm hallelujah all over the place, dancing and praising God's name. And you might say, oh, I'd love to see that. Oh, you would. Are you kidding me? I'm praising God's name because I know I'm not alone. I'm dancing. I'm getting oh, praising God because I know God is with me. I am not alone. People on the, the streets there would probably want to see it. They say, what is he doing? Praising Jesus' name. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And people are welcome to come today. They're welcome to come on in here and praise the name of the Lord because I'm having sweet times with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you're welcome to come and join us as we're having sweet times right here. Sweet times. As a Christian, we need to have many good, sweet, private times. Personal, private, intimate times with God. You can have it with prayer. You can have it with studying the Word of God. You can have personal, private meditation times with the Lord God. Oh, I know, I know you hear the word meditate. You think of all sorts of Eastern things. Not what we're talking about. We're talking about studying the word of God and thinking on it. You don't just eat food, by the way. You don't just take honey in and you, you're done. It's off, the, it's off the taste buds. No, no. When honey comes in, it goes into the stomach and it sits there for a time. It comes part of your body. Same thing we're to do with the word. Same thing we're to do with our times of praise. We're to think on it. Think on these things. Let it be a part of you. Don't just in and out. Be gone. You have a real problem if you do that. You got a real problem. Okay, so we have sweet times. And with sweet times come sweet memories. Sweet memories. Oh, yes, sweet memories. Have sweet memories with Jesus in our walk with him. And he helps us there in the difficult times. You ever have sweet memories of things? And later on, maybe you're going through a hard day, and you start having sweet memories of life. I know when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid and I'd be going to school, I'll be truthful about it. I was an emotional kid. I'll get to this in a minute. But 
I'd be on a school bus and sometimes I'd be looking out the window and I'd be remembering mom and dad throughout the weekend or at Christmas time. This is especially hard when it came time to going back to school after a Christmas vacation. And I'd be thinking of jingle bells, jingle bells, or whatever else, and my tears would start wanting to come out. Because I'd be thinking about all the wonderful times I just had with my mama and my daddy and my grandma and my grandpa and all the other people I love so much. I wish they was with me. And I'd be starting to tear up. But it was good, great memories. And that's what we get to feed upon as Christians. We get to think of the good memories we have with the Lord. But the beautiful thing is he's still with us. We get to have these sweet memories. It's that sweet honey. Sweet memories, taste buds, sweet memories, taste buds. We get to feed on that. Feed on the sweet memories with Jesus Christ. He's still with us and we get to feed on. We feed on that because when you're going through difficult times in your life, you're feeding on the memories when Satan says, oh, don't you miss those saints? Oh, now wait a minute. I'm feeding on those memories. I'm feeding on the memories of the word. I'm feeding on the memories of my intimate times with Christ. I'm feeding on the, the praise songs I went through with the Lord God. When I'm going through difficult times, I'm feeding on those memories. Uh, so you can feed on that sweet honey of memories. Praise the Lord God. Amen? Amen. You're feeding on those memories. And yes, even feeding on the memories of difficult times, how God takes you out of it. And he does. It says in Matthew 5, 6, listen what Jesus Christ says. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Yes, they shall be filled. Psalm 63, verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you in a dry and thirsty land with no water. Pastor, wait a minute. That doesn't sound very fun. I'm in a dry, thirsty land with no water. Yes, you know what that's talking about? David is talking about a difficult time. He's talking about a difficult time. And yet he's sitting here talking about, Lord, you are my God, and early I will seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you in a dry, thirsty land with no water. Yes, that means even through the difficult times, I go back to the memories with you, and God brings me through it. That's what it's talking about. Even through the difficult times, we can go back in our memories and know that God didn't leave us then, and he will not leave us now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what helps us, is the memories. People say, don't you hate when God abandons you? You know what? Nope, because he never does. He never does. And we can remember that. And we oh, but why is he abandoning me now? He hasn't. You just haven't gotten to the part where you taste that honey again. And just because you don't taste it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means you haven't put it to your mouth yet. But remember those memories, those sweet memories. Listen to this. Psalm 37, verse 4 through 5. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. I heard someone earlier mention this, and oh, is she ever right. It's true. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This doesn't mean whatever you want, God's going to give you. It means desire yourself in the Lord, and you can taste those wonderful, precious memories. Precious memories. How they linger. Hallelujah. And with that, you also get sweet emotions. Oh, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, you kids of the 80s and late 70s. Sweet emotions. But the thing is, I'm not talking about an Aerosmith song. I'm talking about happy times with the Lord. The sweet emotions we can get. Oh, I know in the flesh we get sweet emotions. But in the spirit, we get even sweeter emotions. Because all oh, those happy, happy, happy times with the Lord. And when we are tempted to depart from the Lord, and go to sweet emotions of the flesh. And by the way, we all are. Every single one of us. 
Right now, you may very well be thinking, oh, I must be the worst Christian on earth because I'm oftentimes tempted to go to the flesh and go to those emotions. No, you're not the worst Christian on earth. You're just a Christian on earth. You're just a fellow Christian. You can't be the worst Christian on earth because that's probably me. I'm just as tempted as you. <laughs> I'm just as tempted as you are. There's times that those emotions try to get my way too. There's times that I get angry. But remember, be angry and sin not. There's times that I get frustrated. Remember, be angry and sin not. There's times that I want to live with those emotions and let those emotions take over. Remember, don't give in to the emotions. It's not a sin to have them. Just don't give in to them. That's all. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 13, 19. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools, that's F-O-O-L-S, to fools to depart from evil. So we can desire things. It's okay to desire the honey in life. If it's spiritual honey, you can have that honey. It's okay. Taste it. Taste what the Lord has given us. But don't go back to the foolish ways of evil, to the foolish ways. Don't go back to the foolish ways of the flesh, to the ways of the world. We can't do that. we got to stay away from it. Go to the emotion of the spirit, not to the emotions of the flesh. Don't do that. And with that, we know that we can stick to the sweet words. First of all, sweet words of God. We talked earlier. Talked earlier about going to the sweet words of God. That's part of the sweet times that we have. Sweet words of God, true words. Let us also feed on the sweet word of God, but let us also speak sweet words. You know, that might be a difficulty that we sometimes suffer from. I know that I'm just as, difficult, uh, just as guilty as probably anybody else. Not every word that's ever come out of this mouth has been sweet. I, uh, you could say I've had feet words come out, stinky, disgusting words, feet words. I've had horrible words come out of this mouth at times, but we're not to have that. We're not to have both sweet and sour words we're to have sweet words, words of God come out of this mouth. Words that focus on the word of God, on, on his word. But I've been guilty just like you. Just like you. But we're not to do that. We're to focus on the sweet word of God, the Bible. And we're to allow his sweetness to come out. Let the Holy Spirit come out. So people can want to come to Jesus Christ because of what they hear coming from us. What they feel. Not because we're the ones that lead them, but that let the Holy Spirit be the one that uses us. So the others will want to come to Jesus Christ as well. That's what we need to do. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 24, verse 13 through 14. It says, my son, eat honey because it is good. Now, you remember we, we quoted this somewhat earlier. We were talking about Winnie the Pooh's, if he had a verse, this would be it. It said, my son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb that is sweet to your taste. But let's finish it up now. Verse 14, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be. Be to your soul when you have found it. Then there will be a reward and your expectation will not be cut off. We need wisdom. Let that wisdom be the word of God. Let that wisdom be the Lord himself giving you wisdom. Okay, so a lot of times we just want to take what we want to take. We want to eat what we want to eat. We want to have what we want to have. But we're not just to have those things. We're to have what God wants us to have. That's sometimes hard for us. Especially when we want something and God says, nope, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, but Lord, you don't understand. And the, the, here's the hard thing. God says, yes, I do. Say, oh, man. He does, doesn't he? Yep, he does. Have you ever wanted a, a thing? Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a house. Maybe it's a person. 
Maybe you, you, you've seen someone that you have feelings for. And this person, God says, that's not the one that I have for you. And you say, I don't like that. I don't like that. I think, okay, don't, here, here, take it from me. Don't you dare. Don't you dare go against God. No matter what it might be, whether it be a person that you have feelings for, whether it be a thing that you want, don't do it. Oh, go right ahead if you want. You don't want that particular pot of honey because if you get that, it's going to be a sour stomach. By the time it's all done, you're going to have a sour stomach. You're going to wish to Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. You're going to wish to Jesus Christ that you didn't go for it because it's going to be full of bees. It's going to be full of those, uh, those stickery things. You know, the bees are going to get you. You're going to get stung. You're going to get stung bad. You're going to wish to God, I wish I listened to you. I know, but you didn't. Can you help me out of this? Yeah, but you're still going to get hurt because it takes time. You know, it takes time. You know, the thing about honey is sticky. It's a sticky mess. And if you go after the things that look like honey to you, you're going to get stuck in there. And if you go in there when the, the bees of the devil, if you so, if you will, uh, are in there, you're going to get stung. You're going to get hurt. And you're going to go, why did you let this happen? God, because you didn't listen to me. And this is how it is, folks. We so very often go in after what we think is going to taste sweet, and it's not. It's going to give us a sour stomach. We're going to be sick to our stomach. Why didn't I listen? Because you didn't want to. I know. I've done it myself many a times. I've done it myself many, many times. Every once in a while, I still look down and see a little stinger in me. And I say, oh, there's one of those. Hmm. And the Lord says, do you remember what happened? I do. Are you ever going to do that again? No. And this, I'm not saying that God still kicks us while we're down. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he gives us reminders. Not reminders because he wants to hurt us. Reminders because he says, okay, remember this so that the next time you go for honey that I tell you is sour, you won't go for it. Yes, Lord. And you know what? I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for those scars. I'm thankful for those marks. I'm thankful for it. So that the next time you see a pot of honey, so to speak, that you think is going to be good, you'll remember, uh-uh, sour stomach. You don't want that again. You don't want that. I told you I went for most of my life not wanting honey. There's a reason for it. That's good. That's good. Remember what it does to you. Whatever it is in your life that you go for that you know is not good for you, you remember, you remember what it did to you. Either you're going to remember the tasting of it when you first got it, or you're going to remember being over, pardon me, the toilet when you got sick. Remember one or the other. Remember how it came about. Remember what happened afterwards. Not how it tasted, but how it tasted the other way. Because that's what we should remember. Well, if we listen to God, we won't be in that position. We won't be in that position. We need to focus on the sweet words. Listen to what it says. This is David again. Psalm 119.03. How sweet are your words, talking about the Lord's words, to the taste of my mouth, sweeter than honey to my mouth, praise the Lord. And isn't that true? When you are down, when you feel like you can't go on another day, no matter what occurs, there is a word of God that'll pick you up and keep you going. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I'm praying to God, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'll pick up the word of God. Or one will come across my phone. Every day I get two or three. And suddenly it's exactly what I need when I needed it. And I'll get back up again. Yes, Lord God. And I'll just keep going. It's better than anything you could take in and digest the, uh, of the flesh. I mean, better. Psalm 15, 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness 
in it crushes the spirit. It's true. It's true. Don't take of the perverse things. We don't need that. Don't take the things of the flesh. Don't take the things of the world. You don't need it. And by the way, and I, I, I don't know your friends, and I don't know your family, and I don't know the people that you know. I don't know the people that you talk to. But if you know of people that come behind, if, you, if God gives you words of advice and God gives you scripture, if God gives you those things and there's other people say, oh, don't listen to that, I hate to tell you this, you probably don't need those people in your life. You probably don't need those people in your life. You don't need those uh, badgers or other folks. You don't need them around. What if you can't get rid of them to their family or whatever? You can love them, but you can love them from afar. Don't keep them next to you as, as your best pal because they're not your pal. They're not your pal at all. You can love them, but you can love them and pat them. And, and the reason why I say that, that may sound cruel, but the reason is you can pray for them, but you don't want to be right here talking in your ear because how can you hear the Holy Spirit if you have another spirit going, dit, 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 and then you can't hear what God's trying to tell you? Who do you think put them there? It wasn't God. It wasn't the Lord. I can tell you that. Or at least they're not being used of God. Okay, then there's Psalm, or excuse me, Proverbs, Proverbs uh, 16, 24. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. And this is so very true. When you have, you need pleasant words to pick you up, not dirty, horrible words of the word world to tear you down. You ever been feeling pretty good about yourself? And look, look you talk to a guy who's always had low self-esteem, but you're starting to feel really good. God's been picking you up and someone comes down and goes, boy, you don't look good. You just fell down, just fell down, collapsed and slapped the floor with your face. I've done that many times. You don't need that. Get away from those folks. You don't need those folks, especially if they're going against the word of God. You don't need those folks. Get away from them. You don't, I'm not talking about hating them. I'm not talking about being cruel to them, but get away from them. They're not being used of God in your life. You don't need that bitterness. You don't need that sour stomach. Stick to the sweetness of God. I'm telling you they're not being used of God. And then this is so very important, 2 Timothy 4 to. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort. With all patience and teaching, we need to have the sweetness of God coming from our mouth, but we need to be truthful with it, the true honey that helps us in the time when we need it. And with all that, we need to have the sweet, 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 sweet spirit. We need to have that sweet spirit. And I'm talking about the Holy Spirit now. We need to have that sweet, sweet spirit in this place. We need to have that sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Our spiritual heart within our heart coming out of our mouth. We need to have that sweet, sweet spirit. The Holy Spirit, we need to feed on it. Not the sour spirit of the flesh. Not the anger as we spoke, spoke about earlier. We need to have that sweet spirit to pick us up. To keep us going. So no longer do we need to focus on the sour stomach. The sour spirit. But the sweet spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit. It says in Proverbs 11:9, a hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge the just will be delivered. We don't need to listen to those horrible spirits. Listen to the sweet spirit of the Lord God and your brothers and sisters in Christ. And folks, I've got to tell you, I know they don't mean to, but there are some brothers and sisters in Christ who aren't listening to the spirit. They can sometimes knock you down. They don't mean to, but they have. I've heard it. Listen to Proverbs 11:17. The merciful man does good to his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own body. We're not to listen to that stuff, not to the second part. We need to listen to the first part. The merciful man does good to his own soul by listening to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. That's who we need to listen to. Have you ever, have you ever 
woken up in a day. You woke up. You prayed to the Lord. And you can feel the presence of God in your life. And you feel so good. But through the second part of the day, maybe you had self-doubt. Maybe you heard something. It could have been a song. I don't know. Or maybe it was something you saw on a TV show, one of those wonderful talk shows. Of course, I'm being facetious about that. But maybe you saw something that was worldly out there. Maybe it was someone at work. Maybe somebody said something that made you think and you second-guess yourself. And it brought that sour stomach, as we talked about a while ago, that sour spirit. It makes you start second-guessing yourself. Folks, I'm, I'm here to tell you, that's not of God. That's not of God at all. Don't listen to that. Now, listen. If the Holy Spirit is showing you something that needs to be changed, listen. Listen to it. But if it's the Holy Spirit, it will not go against the Word of God. It will not go against the Word of God. It will go with the Word of God, and you're going to feel it in your spirit, and you're going to know. Now, sure, we feel sick to our stomachs in the sense that we know we're in the wrong. But deep down, you're going to feel sweet, too, because you're going to be like, I know God. I know. And you're going to get it right. But if you know that there's something sour because it's not, it, something's tearing you down, it doesn't want you to follow God, and it's not the Lord God who's talking to you, get away from it. Go back to the Word. Start praising God through praise songs or through hymns. Start praying. Get back to the sweetness of the Spirit. Get away from that sourness. Because you're in the wrong spirit. Take up that honey, the sweet honey. Not the sourness. i got two more things to say before we go. First of all, I'm going back to 1 Corinthians 10.31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, and I'm talking about your work, I'm talking about your family, I'm talking about whatever you sing, whatever you speak, whatever you watch, whatever you wear, whatever we do, listen to what it says. Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. All of it. Even the way you think about yourself. Remember, God made you. God loves you. Go back to that sweetness. Take up with the honey of the Holy Spirit. Let that sweetness come. It's not to say you don't make mistakes. You do. But God loves you despite that. Follow him. Let the sweetness come all over you and know that he loves you. You are his sweetie. He loves you. He loves you. Follow him, sweetheart of the Lord God, his child. He loves you. Let the sweetness of the Holy Spirit come upon you. Don't listen to the sour stomach that the world wants to put upon you. When we go to the sweets of the world is how we get to sour stomach in the first place. Don't overcome. You can't have too much of the sweetness of the Holy Spirit. You can't have too much of the sweetness of the Word of God. You can't have too much of the sweetness of the Lord God himself, Jesus Christ. You can't have too much of that. All you can have too much of is the disgusting filth that is so, quote, unquote, sweetness of the world. I mentioned earlier how I ate too much honey as a child. I've done it so many times, ate too many Snickers, too many Tootsie Rolls, too many things. I had a sweet tooth. Ouch, it hurt. You know what? You can't have too much sweetness from the Word. You can't have too much sweetness from the Holy Spirit, from God himself. You can't. You can't. It's impossible. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we close. We close today knowing that the sweetness of Jesus Christ is within you right now. If you've asked Jesus Christ into your heart, as your personal Lord and Savior. You have that sweetness within you. If you haven't, maybe you're feeling sour right now. Maybe right now 
You're looking for a sweetness, a sweet taste. Call out to him today. Maybe right now, you already have Jesus Christ in your heart, but you feel a little sour because you've not been digesting of him enough. Maybe you know you feel sick because you feel like you've not followed him enough every day. You feel like you haven't done enough. Maybe it's because you're not picking up the word like you should. I know you understand. I've done it. Maybe you feel like you're not calling out to him in prayer. I understand. I've done it. Maybe you feel like you've not come to church and, and fellowship with your brother or sister in Christ. I understand. I've done that. But you're welcome here anytime. And you're welcome to the word anytime. Just keep praying. Just keep studying. Just keep, do, just keep eating of the precious spiritual honey. The Lord God wants you to feed upon it. He's with you every day. One more time, I read to you Proverbs 24, 13 and 14. Listen to it. My son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb that is sweet to your taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. When you have found it, then there will be a reward. And your expectation will not be cut off. As we go into prayer today, let us pray that all the brothers and sisters in Christ in our lives will feed upon the word of God, the honey of Christ. And remember that if there be someone in your life who you don't know for certain if they know the Lord, just pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them that they too will seek the sweetness of the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know where people's souls are at, but we do know one thing. Jesus died for all to come unto him. We'll be talking about that as this month goes on. But if you don't have Jesus Christ, let this change today. Come unto him. He's calling unto you even now. Maybe you already have, but you don't feel the sweet promises being delivered unto you. And that goes back on you. Maybe you're not following him like you should, and maybe you know it. Today you can call unto him, and he will show you where things need to change in your life. He's been doing it to me. I'm sure he'll do it to you too. I think deep down we already know things that we need to change in our lives. It doesn't mean we're not saved. It means that we're not being obedient in all things. We know. We know. We know where we're being sour in our lives, where it can be so sweet. We know where our values lie God can change it today we need to put him first today you can do that let us bow in prayer dear precious heavenly father Lord God as we come unto you we thank you Lord God for loving us so very very much we thank you Lord for looking past all of our sins we thank you Lord God for dying for him we thank you Lord God for loving us despite the fact that we sometimes seek sweetness where it doesn't lie. Or, Lord, we, we seek for things we shouldn't. Lord God, I pray today that we will find your word. We'll find relationships with you and, and other promises that you've given unto us, sweeter than anything that we can seek upon this earth. Lord, I pray that we will have a tremendous, wonderful uh, treasure, Lord God, with the relationship with you. I pray, Lord God, if there be anyone here today who believes that they need to come forward, Lord, and, and seek a closer, more valuable relationship with you today, they will. I pray if there be anyone who questions their relationship with you, that today they will feel free to call out to you. I pray that you be with each and every one of us today. In Jesus' name, amen.